millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I go to bed, and this is probably wrong, but my head hits the pillow and I'm still working. Yeah. Because of today's as well with social media, and obviously that's such a big part of our job. Yes. But lit- and then you get up in the morning, you start working, and I love it. Yeah. I'm not complaining. No. I love it and I live for it. And work is not work to me. I don't think I've ever worked a day in my life. Hello and welcome back. This week's guest is Zana Roberts Rassi, who's a very Renaissance woman with her fingers in many different pies. She is a stylist, television host, most notably for E! News, journalist and co-founder of the hugely successful Milk Makeup, which has just launched into the UK on Cult Beauty. Zana now lives in New York, but we met while she was over in the UK a few weeks ago to talk journalists through the range. And I thought she'd be an interesting guest because she's both hugely successful and enormously busy. But I kept being told by her friends that despite those two things, she's really generous with her time and grounded. So I wanted to get her tips on basically how she goes about living her life. And also, of course, a beauty journalist who owns a makeup range is always going to have some thrilling beauty wisdom to share. I should flag before you listen that we had some issues with it being a bit noisy where we were recording. I asked my excellent producer Charlie to turn it down a notch, but I'm afraid there's only so much that he could do, so please bear with us. It does quieten down towards the end. Here's Anna. Before we talk about the astonishing success of your life now and of Milk, I want to go back... Okay. And talk about young Zana growing up in Manchester. I feel like I'm going to have a psychological shrink <laughs> session right now, which we'll probably yes. need at this point Welcome in my life. to my sofa. <laughs> yeah, so tell me, what was that like? What was your childhood like? Um, grew, grew up in Manchester, one of three girls, is the youngest. Um, very, very traditional upbringing. Mum okay. stayed at home with the three girls, dad went to work. What did your dad do? He was ex-military and yeah. then he was a charter surveyor so he was in re- um, real estate real okay. estate as we say in America yeah um, but grew up in Manchester lovely warm family very traditional um, but you know I was the youngest of three girls so I was yeah. kind of the uh, probably the runaway like tear away knew I wanted to just do my own thing so your sisters what's the age gap so uh, there's five years, my eldest is five years older than me, mm-hmm. and then the middle one is three years older than me, and then I'm the baby. So we're in quite okay. a tight span. But then they were, presumably, they got to the stage of dressing up and wearing makeup before you did. Way, way before, and I rapidly grew up because of them, yeah. and I would constantly steal their stuff to the point where, I mean, the arguments in the house. Yeah. Dada! Why'd she take on this? Yeah. Mom, tell her not to take my stuff. Yeah. It was just, it was part of it, right? What and were you it, taking? Do you remember any of the stuff um, they were using? Definitely. I would take definitely their cassette tapes. Yeah. So it was like Wham. Yeah. I would definitely. So that was the 80s then? The 80s. Amazing like time. Late 80s. Everything, yeah. music and cultural. Yeah. Always. I yeah. remember, yeah. Take their, definitely their cassettes. Mm-hmm. Definitely their makeup. When it came to makeup, the one product that really stands out was... <laughs> 
you would probably remember. Rimmel Twilight Teaser. I don't remember the color. It was purple. Okay. It was like a holographic purple. Yeah. In fact, I'm looking at one of our milk makeup products now. I'm like, oh my god, it looks just like it that. Does. It's just like no more like this holographic. Oh really? Okay. Um. So fine. Properly. Rimmel purple. Twilight Teaser, and I bet a lot of your listeners remember it. Mm. Um. But I remember stealing that once, and it was like the tiniest bullet that yeah. was left because. You know, it was a precious commodity as well. Yeah. We weren't buying makeup or, like, I'm now in a world where I see so much makeup all the time. But mm. um, then it was like, oh, my God, I found this. I've got it. And it was a tiny little bullet. And I remember putting it on my lips and seeing the difference it made to my face. Yeah. I remember it lighting my face up. And all, for the first time in my life, I was probably 11, 12. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my gosh. And I actually think I felt pretty yeah and I don't think I ever did before because like, I was kind of a tomboy before were you that. aware of the way you looked or was it more just that you liked experimenting with the colours I liked experimenting but when I saw that I was now aware of the power of a lipstick gotcha so you suddenly clicked it was like oh my god this is I'm a different person and then I started playing with my hair and I remember pulling it back and actually seeing like cheekbones for the yeah. first time and looking at my features like I never had in any of the days before yeah. that until yeah. I was, it was probably 12, 13. Was there someone you wanted to look like or someone you looked up to? Either like a pop star or someone in your um, life? Later on, it was always Kate Moss because yes. it was when she came. It was the Calvin Klein days. It was when she first started doing the one campaign and that was without doubt, oh my God. What happened then? So you get to 16 and you've done, have you done your GCSEs? Done my GCSEs, yeah. was uh, at college doing yeah. my A-levels. Yeah. What um, were you reading? What were you studying? I was on? doing psychology, which mm-hmm. I still love today, mm-hmm. uh, business studies, communication studies. Oh, so everything you're using Everything now. I'm using now. Excellent. Actually, absolutely, yeah. I remember my you obviously career. had a good career advisor. I, I did, <laughs> and I got three A's, so that mm. wasn't too bad. <laughs> when I was at college, a boyfriend at the time entered me into a modeling competition. Okay. Which I would... Never have done in a million years, but he sent pictures of me to this. It was a Storm Calvin Klein, like, national competition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just remember getting a phone call. Yeah. And them saying, um, oh, will you come to London for the final? I was like, for the final of what? On a landline, were you... Oh, a landline, yeah. yeah. I was like, hello, I double three eight. My mum's phone, the only phone number I still yeah. remember. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and then, no, it was a process of elimination, and it was a thing in Manchester, and semi-finals, and then a final in Manchester. So in were London. you keen? I was shocked. Right. I was shocked, but then I was like, oh, yeah. well, you know what? I, I'm really interested in this industry. Right, yeah. I'm really interested in magazines, yeah. and that was always my, from a fashion, from a beauty perspective, I didn't even really know a beauty editor job existed. Yeah. I just knew I was obsessed with reading my mum's and my sister's magazines. Yeah. Um, and I saw this as kind of a way in. Mm-hmm. So I did the competition. <laughs> Apparently yeah. I won it. It was very, very odd. What did you... Do you remember what you wore in the competition? And what you, like, did they do your hair and makeup? Oh, my God, they did my hair. I had full-on braces at okay. the time. So top and bottom, train tracks, not attractive at all. Okay. I was very... I was small. I was like five, six, five, five, six and a half. Yeah. Um, so not tall at all. I remember going to this competition. There was, like, these giant other girls, boys and girls. It was, it was the look of 96, I remember. Right. Um, we just wore t-shirts it was like very Calvin Klein so yeah. it was like no makeup these t-shirts um, we had to do a runway walk it was at St. Martin's and I remember doing this runway walk and I was like mortified because A. I cannot walk like a model B. I'm not a model and C. I was literally the smallest one there with braces okay but you won I uh, yes you I won. won it was the shock of my life okay I mean, it was an amazing because you won a storm contract yeah. you won yeah. um, 
this opportunity to work with amazing editorials. So they'd start mm-hmm. after that, they'd start bringing me to London mm-hmm. from Manchester while I was doing my GCSEs um, to do shoots with, you know, I'm in the Mix Mag, um, yeah. I do Cosmo magazine, I do um, Elle magazine. It yeah. was just, it was, but that was it for me that then clicked. And you must, yeah, and you must have been picking up tips and thinking. Tips, yeah. thinking. I was looking, I was on set, scared to death to be in front of a camera, to be honest. Yeah. I remember even one photographer like, whispering behind the camera saying she's really pretty but I don't think we're going to get her to move and that to me was oh I'm going to cry yeah um, I and don't also, know what to do and it makes people really self-conscious it's the worst yeah. and it, they were doing my hair they were doing my makeup I didn't look like myself and I remember standing behind the camera I was like I, I want to be behind the camera here. Yeah. I want to understand what you guys are doing because yeah. I don't really like right. this much I'm not confident enough and I was younger yeah so although people saw it in you you were like actually I may look a certain way, but really I want to be that side and I want to be doing what you're doing. Exactly. So how did you do that? So every shoot I went on from that day, I decided to find out what everyone else's job was. So I understood then the world of a beauty editor. I understood the world of the photographer. I understood what a producer did. Um, And one day I got my lucky shoot with um, Looks magazine at the time, and it was um, Becky Field, who was the editor. Mm. And I was... I said to her, and Kelly was also working, and I I would love to see them today because they really, like, got me into it. But um, I said, would you ever take me as work experience? Like, do you need any help? What can I do? And I'm an amazing researcher, and I work really hard, and I'm a good all-rounder. Like, whatever you need, I will do it. Yeah. Um, And they said, come and and join us for a few weeks. Okay. Um, I would... Were you living in Manchester? Living in Manchester. Then I moved and slept on my sister's sofa in London. Okay. And started doing work experience. So mm-hmm. I did that, and anything they asked, they'd do a something on lipsticks, and I would go literally to the library at the time or oh, buy the books because you wouldn't use it on the internet. I would yeah. literally research every single thing, and I used a lot of psychology mm-hmm. uh, research as well. So mm-hmm. the history of the lipstick, the psychology of the lipstick. I put together a giant binder for them yeah. for this one little tiny feature, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they were like, "Okay, this girl's working. She's, yeah. She wants to really do this." And then a job came up at Marie Claire as a beauty assistant, and they kindly recommended me, and I went for the interview with Susanna Cohen, who's still a dear friend today, yes. and. Came Came to the beauty launch for us. I worked for Susanna Curry. You did not. Yeah. Oh my god, she Years was ago. at our party. The other, she's been mm. a diff and mm. such a great mentor. Um, but yes, yeah, she she hired me. Yeah, and that was that. I think that's something that um, is commonly misunderstood <laughs> about being in the very early stages of your career. Correct me if you think I'm wrong, uh-huh. but I think that when you're doing the things that feel like they have nothing to do with your career, like you're not writing, yep. you're researching, you're running around looking at lipsticks, okay, fine, it's yep. broadly in the field you want to be in, but you're working really hard, and then the people who have those jobs go, ah, she could do this, and you're welcomed in. Whereas, so you know, So you have to do all that rubbish stuff, basically, oh God, picking I'm up clothes. Picking <laughs> up clothes, yeah. I will go and do your dry cleaning. If you want, yeah. I will lick your shoes clean yes. if you need me yes. to, because yeah. I want this job. Yeah. And I think that's something that I will always see in people I hire today, if you yeah. are willing to do anything. Yes. And not, like, not dirty work, not schlepping around mm. for me, but if you're willing to do anything for the job and the, yeah. co- the greater yeah, yeah, cause yeah, yeah. of what we're doing. Yeah. Uh, and you just see passion in people. But these creative jobs as well, they're not jobs that you can... Um, it's not a nine to five. You, you, there's something about it; it lives in you as well. And I think you have to be aware that when you do, yeah, when you do this kind of job, you are taking on a mindset. And even today, you know, I've I've now like cut two, fifteen years later, maybe yeah. twenty years later. Yeah. Um, I I go to bed 
and this is probably wrong, but my head hits the pillow and I'm still working. Yeah. Because of today's as well with social media, and obviously that's such a big part of our job. Yes. But lit- and then you get up in the morning, you start working, and I love it. Yeah. I'm not complaining. No. I love it and I live for it. And work is not work to me. I don't think I've ever worked a day in my life. But it does tire you out. We'll, we'll come to this. Oh, I, yeah, I want to go, go back because you, you look really well and healthy, but I know how full on your life is. So I want to get some of your tips. But going back to when you, were, you started out and you were working in magazines, were there any products or things that you discovered that you were like, bloody hell, how did I not know oh, about good this? good question. Because um, when was that? that would Everything, like really, because I wasn't that versed in beauty when I started in yeah. beauty. I had to learn it. I would read every book about skincare. I would okay. read all the beauty Bible at the time. It was called, I would literally yes, study. Yes, the beauty Bible the was be- I remember yeah, Beauty Bible. Yeah. I, 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 I trusted to write things about beauty and I'd be like researching yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. trying all the products and legitimately trying it from a consumer's perspective because I wasn't trained in it. So that yeah. was quite an interesting take on yes. it. And I would be like, okay, this lipstick. And I would give a very, very honest mm. opinion on it and review on it. Um, so almost like blogging before blogging started in a yeah. way, in, yeah. in your mindset. Yeah, because yeah. it, was, it was an amateur trying it from the, yeah. the way a consumer would. Um, best products. Uh, I remember that the Kerastars launches were always mind blowing to me. Yeah. Um, I remember the early Mac stuff. Because you're Makeup a blonde, forever. but were you always dyeing your hair very blonde? I had red hair actually. When oh, I did started. you? Okay. Yeah. But you were colouring your hair, so you, hair oh, care was important. Hair to care you. was important, even yeah. though I mean, we still never managed to figure that one out. <laughs> Frazzle. Um, I remember. God, who were the? Early, oh, I always laugh, but I'm kind of a self tan addict. So I remember when Saint-Tropez launched its sprays as well. And that was it. Because before that, when I first there, it was just, you'd have to go and have a tan rubbed on. Yes. Which was so... And then you'd look filthy for like two hours. <laughs> like, <laughs> like rolling six in six hours, however long it was. Literally a yeah. mud bath. Yeah. And then I probably would go to work. And it was actually a long-standing joke in the Marie Claire office that every Friday... Nicola Moulton, who's yes. still a dear friend today, was uh, with us and the team, and they were like, oh, it's Friday, and they could smell fake tan. Yes. Because every morning, I'd go for a central pace spray tan. Because <laughs> I'd be going and out that can. night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, to the point where I was so addicted that I actually wrote a feature, um, which is a 12-step program, to getting off fake tan. <laughs> but you, it, did it work? Because you look quite tan today. No, it didn't work. It didn't work. still work. <laughs> yeah. it, was like, it was like the addict's diary yeah, yeah, of yeah, fake yeah. tan. Skincare, I learned about it literally on the job. Did you ever have skin problems? I, I was very fortunate and didn't have acne because I watched both of my sisters go through that as well, really badly. Um, and I saw the pain it would cause them and the arguments it would cause in the house and the insecurities they felt. And, and I remember my sister Janie really going through it and she would just not want to go out and then yeah. get really upset about it. And I, I managed to just go under that one quite I yeah. was very fortunate but today I now suffer the driest skin in the world right. and my skin yeah. looks a hell of a lot older than theirs does so when you get older <laughs> exactly. yeah I was going to say that's the thing about acne it's hell when you're young and then when you get older provided it's gone away you get slightly more oil so in a way exactly I would wish I would go back now and actually have oh no no no, 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 no no you don't really awful. Yeah. Yeah. and you get scars too so you're better off Dr. Hauschka was an early one. Oh, yes. A very early... Day Rose Cream, yes. I tried when it first came out, and I still today swear by that and use it daily. People with dry skin love that it's moisturizer. It's the best. It's really thick, and it smells amazing, doesn't it? It's thick, but it goes... It absorbs yeah. very, very quickly. Yeah. And it just smells... <laughs> yeah, right. It just yeah, smells great. like heaven. What about exercise, then? Because you're fit. You look fit. Are you fit? I love... I mean, I'm a big uh, Bikram hot yoga person. Okay. And did you um, discover that back then? I discovered that back then. Yeah. I would do, like, the... 
30-day challenges. Oh. I remember doing that in Shoreditch when it first started, and I signed up again, did a feature on it, and they were like, we were so lucky. Be like, oh, you know, I really want to try this. So they yeah. go do it. Um, I would do the 30-day challenges and never be so ripped in my life. So you're, you're, you like a challenge? Clearly. I, I like it when a challenge, and you know what, there's something about having the social facilitation of other people of documenting what you're doing or other people watching it so I think today with social media it's actually helping us in that what the amount of friends I see doing like fit challenges on Instagrams and and there is something about that it's like when you go to the gym and you Mm. see someone you know or you're with other people you work harder well you've committed to a journey haven't you and then you have to see it out and it's there are people involved in it in a way yeah there are you've Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss eyes on you so it sounds like you had a nice life at that point you're doing a job you love very nice you're healthy you're tanned you're enjoying your life (laughs) no if I'm not healthy I look healthy because I'm really tanned so tell me how you went from that to entrepreneur presenter living in America what happened there so after working at Marie Claire for seven years, yeah. I worked my way up from beauty assistant to assistant beauty director when Susanna was off on maternity. Um, mm. And then I would go to America a lot on press trips. Yes. I remember going th- on to do the Diana Ross Mac collaboration and like interviewing Diana Ross in the Carlisle Hotel. And then Maybelline would take me that over there. That sounds so fabulous. It was so fabulous. <laughs> oh my God, the life as a beauty editor was just I mean, equivalent probably to what an influencer's life yes. is today. And we yes. were early influencers and the only people really writing about beauty. So yeah. we were spoiled rotten. And I do, oh, I remember once Mac took me on as a, I did an undercover makeup artist. Um, so I went on to Paris for the fashion weeks yep. with the MAC team and I was on like McQueen shoot doing um, the biggest models makeup like no putting way. fake eyelashes on them um, I was doing was it Erin Watson's makeup or someone earlier maybe Jaquetta Wheeler's they were all work, walking in the show Yeah, and I was there as an undercover MAC makeup artist I don't know how they trusted me. It was Unreal. hilarious. It was such a fun story, though. Yeah. Uh, but I was travel was the point. That travel was a big part of it. Yes. So New York, I just fell in love with it. Mm-hmm. Completely fell in love with New York. Um, I did meet a certain man mm-hmm. um, on a shoot at Milk Studios in New York. Uh-huh. Um, I, I we did a shoot there. I met this guy who we, <laughs> we were at Marikla and they were like, oh, we can't afford to shoot at Milk. Yeah. And the photographer at the time was like, Oh I know the guy who runs it, who owns it, la la la, it's fine, we can we can do the shoot there. And I was like, Okay, fine, but I'm not paying those bills. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then we shot there and I was walking out um, of the studio to go and get a coffee or probably argue about the bill. Um, 
and I bumped into Rossi. Right. And we were introduced, uh, drinks followed that night with the whole crew, and a, a two-year whirlwind romance, basically, followed after that day. So you were back and forth? Back and forth and from New York. did you make the leap? Uh, two years after. Okay. I would never, and he was like, just move, come on, you'll do great here, you know, you're going to love it here. And I said, I'm not moving for a man. Yeah. Um, I, th- I love you, I think you're amazing, and we have so much fun together, but I would never move for you because I've worked so hard in my career and I have a really like you said I had a great life I had a great job I had great friends I was pretty successful for my age of 25 I loved it I love London I love the people there I have so really hard sleep but um, literally the job a job at Marie Claire US fell on my lap right I met somebody out accidentally at a party fashion director there and she said I know your work I think you could do fashion as well because beauty here was so much about yeah. styling. You had to do everything, right? Yeah. So you were writing copy, you were styling covers, you were creative directing yeah, 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 the shoot. Yeah. And if so, you have a vision, an aesthetic appreciation, it, yeah. sometimes there's a crossover. There often is. And I think Americans respect, they, they kind of love that British, yeah. like, that yeah. aesthetic. Yeah, yeah. So cut to moving there, becoming fashion editor there, um, and then that was 2006. 2006. Okay, so in 2006, New York, was um, the makeup and the beauty scene vastly different to how it was in London? It was, I would say, less experimental. Okay. Um, I find just generally that um, girls there didn't, they didn't look the same. It was very, they were very groomed. Right. Um, You know, I'd show up with my shaggy hair and my kind of mascara probably like underneath my eyes and a little bit like slept in look. Yeah, yeah. Whereas there they'd be the beautiful glossy blowouts mm-hmm. as we call them. You know, every like once a week every girl yeah. would have a blowout. The manicure would be perfect, mine yeah. would be chipping. Yeah. Um, but it was easy access there to beauty as well. Like it is here today, but back then, you know, every corner had a nail salon would cost you eight dollars to go and get a manicure. Yeah. Everywhere you'd have a quick blow in a blowout where you just nip in and have a sa- um, yeah. you know a quick yeah, yeah. which is today normal here. So you're working at Marie Claire mm-hmm. and then what happens? Then I start doing, and I think I can definitely thank my the beauty editor background for this and the journalist in me, but mm-hmm. um, started working at Marie Claire um, and got asked to do a, like a Today Show segment. Today Show is the biggest national morning breakfast show, um, like 10, 10, 12 million people watch it every day. Yeah. Would you come and do a beauty, a fashion segment on this show? Yeah. Of course, I'm petrified. Yes, I will. Um... And from soup to nuts, you produce it. So you come up with the ideas, mm-hmm. you come up with the tips, mm-hmm. you get the models on the set, then you go and host this. You write your own script. Right, yeah. You go in and host a segment. It's like hosting a mini show. Exactly, mini show. and it's yeah. like a magazine format show. Right. I went on petrified. Yeah. But weirdly, when I got on camera, loved it. Yeah. And it was so strange to me because I'd never really done that since like way back in the modeling days when I was petrified. Yeah, yeah. Still, I... I did it and I was confident and I loved it because I think I was more in control of it because I'd done all the research in the background. Also, it's very different to be, for your image, to be the singular thing and then to, but the, conversely, it's to have a voice and to be able to speak and to exactly. be curating something is not the same thing. Exactly, because yeah. it, you're, it's, you're in control. I enjoyed being on camera if I'd done the groundwork and yes. I'd done all the research and I loved taking... I liked imparting advice, yes. and I think that comes from Beauty Editor days, where yeah. it's tips and tricks, yeah. and I found that that's where I, I felt my happiest, because I was being useful to the consumer, and I've mm-hmm. always been 
consumer-facing, be it from magazine days, from giving editorial tips and tricks. And I just it was just an extension yeah. of that. It was yeah. just basically transferring my beauty editor skills to a TV platform. Yes. Um, and loved it. And from they asked there, me to come back then. They kept on asking me to come back. Yeah. And then all other shows would start asking me to go on. Um, and then I did a TV show... Uh, called Running in Heels at Marie Claire and that was basically following us around yeah, so I became yeah. much more used to having the camera followers and be on camera and I just really loved it so much and yeah. early on it was apparent to me that that's probably where I should spend, try and spend more yeah. time so while still doing a full time job at the magazine I was doing shoots doing covers styling celebrities I was still trying to do this other side thing Yeah, uh, which was great for the magazine because I was obviously representing Marie Claire at all times but at, at one point I realised I had I wanted to make the leap and it was a show called Rachel Ray and they offered me a big contract saying would you come on as our special mm-hmm. um, editor I'm like yeah I want to do this so it was like that jump a little bit away yeah. from magazines to go as a can I ask partner. you about the shift from um, just being like a private person who enjoyed looking nice to being on TV where presumably you're wearing more makeup in my yes. experience oh my god a lot <laughs> more makeup kind of stage makeup um, did you adopt that in your real like how how did that affect you? Is it something you'd slap on just to go on TV and yes, then take it off? Yes, absolutely. Okay, yeah, I'm still like, I'd much rather have like a fresh, no makeup look day to day. Yeah. Um, but I remember sitting in a makeup chair in New York and um, TV makeup in New York was very different in my first role. And I, the bouffant that I was given by the hairdresser, yeah. the makeup that I was given was a mask. It was quite frankly old-fashioned and I looked like an icon yeah I was petrified I remember running into the dressing room like behind the curtain rubbing it off trying to get it like somewhat to look a little bit disheveled I I mean I had an inch of like HD foundation on yeah the contour yeah and it's not very British is it oh my god it's not very British I think that's the thing that like it's quite hard to explain that yeah 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 yeah. the 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 volume on top of mine was literally like three inches yeah. at the root. Because if you like to look a bit cool, that's it's quite hard when someone does that to you. Shocker. I yeah. literally rubbed it all off yeah, and then yeah, went yeah. on TV looking probably <laughs> like completely bedraggled. But I'd rather bedraggled yeah. than wearing this mask with an anchor woman head. Where did Milk come from? So Do you know where the name came from? We know Milk Studios. Yes. Yeah. So my um, Rassi, my husband, who's one of the co-founders and our CEO, star, um, built Milk Studios 20 years ago over the 20 years curated an incredible bunch of creative people who live and breathe and eat there so you've got photographers you've got models you've got influencers celebrities musicians and it's this melting pot and crossroads of all these different worlds and you have to come to Milk Studios to believe it you literally go in um, and you'll be in the studios and in the lobby and you'll see everyone from Kanye West to Winnie Harlow to Zoe Kravitz to but not just the best in class it's the next generation as well these aspiring upcoming amazing artists and then you go down to the jam room and you've got Gary Clark Jr. playing a set you've got Patti Smith rehearsing and then you've got all these cool new young musicians there and you look around at the way everyone wears makeup yeah and it is so different but also unique and so cool yeah right so you've got girls with like 
yellow eyebrows and black lips. So you've got a fresh-faced editor walking around with like a lollipop lip and a little bit of a pinch in the cheek. Yeah. You've got, um, you know, the coolest girl working in the equipment room. She's tatted up with inky black eyeliner. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's just this, I call it a walking Pinterest page of mm-hmm. references. Mm-hmm. And Rossi tasked myself um, as an ex-beauty editor and someone who's in the industry who works with makeup artists on a daily basis in the best in the business. Yeah. Um, and Georgie Greville, who is our other co-founder, who is the coolest girl you will ever meet. Yeah. She's a creative director by trade. She um, directs music videos. She's won VMAs. Okay. She is so... She I'm is really like, understanding what pulled this together now. Oh my gosh. Yeah. She's like an early adopter of every single trend. Fine. Yeah. And Diana Ruth, who is our COO. So she yeah. actually makes the products. Okay. She is a product wizard. Right. She created hard candy. Yeah. She worked on Bliss Cosmetics. Oh my god. So you know you see a little bit of the influences. Love hard candy. Yeah. And she is a girl who will never yeah. ever make anything that already exists. Fine. Like to art we will say we need an eyeliner. Yeah, and she's yeah, like, yeah, not yeah. until we're doing something unique and different. different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah. the whole line we all created kind of initially around the idea that cool girls get ready quick. Yes. Milk girls and guys get ready quick. Yeah. When it came to build milk makeup, it was something that had to be kind of utilitarian. Mm-hmm. Um, something that was very easy to use on the go, mm-hmm. hence the sticks. Yeah. Something that was clean yeah. ingredients, yeah. but still had epic payoff because our girl likes effects. What are your favorite products from it? Oh my gosh. Uh, Actually, sorry. No. Can I ask you something? Yeah. What are your five favorite products? Let's say three milk and two non-milk. Okay. My favorite um, milk Kush mascara yes. contains hemp-derived cannabis oil. So um, we discovered that because we are a vegan brand mm-hmm. and you cannot put beeswax in a mascara, right. as most people do, yes. to bind it if you're a vegan brand. Right. Cannabis oil, hemp-derived cannabis oil was the natural... Yeah. Does it do anything good for your lashes? It's amazing <laughs> for your lashes. There's a reason this is our bestseller. Yeah. It's our best-selling product. It really nourishes your lashes. Oh, nice. And this, it whips the formula so it goes on so smoothly and comes off smoothly as oh, well. Nice. So there's none of that tug. Okay. We've actually realized that people's lashes are getting healthier. Then um, I'm a big fan of tan, as you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, baked bronze, which yeah. is our stick bronzer. Ooh. I will use that on my face on, on in a pinch. Is like that a what you've got on now? Tan. Yeah. Okay, yeah, because you look really glowy. And I'll use it on my legs. Yeah. Uh, I literally will just pop it on with a bit of moisturizer and yeah, it's like yeah, a yeah. really quick tan. Um, and then I would say uh, highlighter in lit yes. for a classic champagne highlight. And then again, I'll use that on like cheekbones, yeah. under eyebrows, um, and then on decollete for yeah. going out. And they would probably be my three staple cat live or die desert island yeah. products. Yeah. When it comes to other products, um, I am uh, Dr. Hauschka, yeah. Day Rose Most Cream. Cool. Cannot live without that. And also. Mm, Way, okay. Dry mousse. Yes. It, the, dry the, dry shampoo. Dry shampoo, but yeah, the yeah, mousse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jen Atkin is a good friend of mine, and yeah. they, you know it's funny because it, their line has kind of grown at the same time as ours, yes. and we're kind of like these sisters in beauty, yeah. and and quite a similar vibe. Very, I feel. Yeah, yeah, we do a lot of projects together. Uh, yeah, we've done like milk me. makeup and way videos, and yeah, she's the coolest chick on the planet, and so and I just. That dry like shampoo it, is just, yeah. it is just awesome. fun. <laughs> it's brilliant. I like using it as well. Weird, right? And it gives you that nice volume at the roots, which some dry shampoos don't. Exactly. And it kind of gives me that ratty hair that I love. Okay, we're going to have to wrap up in a second. I just want to ask you before we go, mm-hmm. um, in terms of self-care, looking after yourself now, you're mm-hmm. busy, you have children, mm-hmm. you, you, you're basically running an empire. Tell no, me what you do to look after is, yourself. And they're amazing. <laughs> and I want to give all props to them because yes. without 
our incredible team. Yeah. I mean, we're 50 deep now. Wow, okay. They are so hardworking and so passionate about makeup, it blows my mind every day. Yeah, yeah. It's the nicest thing to be surrounded by people who love their job. Oh, my God. And again, they don't work a day, and I really don't feel like they work a day in their lives. They just love makeup. They'll always be sending ideas and coming up with new, smart product ideas, names, social posts. I mean, they're just geniuses. Yeah. Um, But so how do I look after myself? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I um, surround myself with those good people. Mm -hmm. I spend as much time as I can with our our four-and-a-half-year-old twins. Yes. Um, Gorgeous. I honestly I am on the health side I kind of I eat healthily mm-hmm. I do try and do that because otherwise I, 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 I try and sleep eight hours yeah and even if I am traveling like crazy I need that sleep yeah. I am one of those people who just cannot function with yes. less even though I had two small kids yeah and people are like you never do because you're always on planes and this that and they're like well I do because I actually make myself you prioritize sleep I yeah yeah I'm just I, I, I I'm the same otherwise that, the right? other 16 hours don't work so I'm like I have to have the 8 hours that's otherwise it there's no, no point, there's yeah. no point in yeah. even doing yeah. that yeah quite um, and I you know I'll have I have a glass of wine I see my friends I talk to my family when yeah. I can and I, that that makes me a whole person I always have something to look forward to I'm, I'm not surprised to hear you say that you talk to your friends and family because everyone who talks about you goes she is the nicest funnest best you know so oh. this is I've never everyone only has nice things to say about you and actually like having spoken to you today I understand why but I just mean that obviously community is quite important to you and, and people love you back for that which is it's nice so that's such a that's the biggest compliment I can get truly yeah. and I think and it is and we had a we had a friends and family party the other night and the amount of people who from you know past present and future mm-hmm. who were there and yeah. it's just that warms my heart I, I've always got like some kind of party or something fun to look forward to yeah, well, yeah, because yeah, yeah. that keeps me yeah. you know I mean right now I'll get back and then we're into fashion week and then I do the Oscars because yeah. I work with E now and that's yeah. my a big role of mine and you know it's also exciting and yeah. I, I'm always looking forward to something yeah. as well and that's a great way to go in to look forward yeah. to things yeah well on that lovely note oh, thank you so thank much you for your so time so that was the lovely Zana I've had a few questions about milk makeup since talking about it on my Instagram so I will of course link to the brand in the show notes so you can check out the product Zana loves and also I'll link to a couple of my favorites Thank you for joining this week. There will be an expert slot episode out this Friday and I'm back next week with a new guest. So see you then. Bye. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com.